0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the post-game show of the third Banner Pod. We had to number this one as part of the continuity, after, as part of the canon after that beatdown of Notre Dame. Guys, we are all high on life tonight. Can't believe the cards pulled off such a a devastating win. I mean, it, it was basically controlled there in that second half by the cards. So how about it, guys? I'm just, I'm high on life. (laughs)
1: It's unbelievable. First off, props to the crowd, man. Props to the crowd. I was at a wedding tonight. I I couldn't get out of the wedding in time. I kind of am glad because a part of me thought I could get out of there in time tonight and make it. But the wedding kind of dragged on and I was looking at the time and I was like, you know what, I couldn't have made it. So (laughs) it makes me feel a little better about not being able to be there. But I could tell on the TV, man, like people in a discord were there in the tailgating saying it feels different, man. It's just you can feel it in the air. And that's what they all were saying from from down there. They they said, you know, well, you can feel something different. The vibe is real. Mm-hmm. And then like as soon as the TV came on and you know what props to the play, props to the announcers. They the announcers from the moment that the pregame show started. They said Louisville's different. When, it, when it's rocking, it is rocking. And they absolutely fed into the frenzy. Props to them. They knew. And props to the crowd that was able to make it out tonight. I mean, I, I almost get emotional talking about it, man. It was It was unreal to be a Louisville fan for as long as we have and to see that. You can't put into words how special that was, man. So props to you guys, man. Props to the atmosphere. Props to the athletic department for pumping out all week. That freaking video they released last night was the best one I've seen yet. I know the all-e video, but I feel like they released that like pre like before the game. So I don't count that as like a leading up in during the week. Just everything just lined up. And then, the, of course, the team. Of course, the team brought it. The coaching staff brought it. Ron English, you're a bad motherfucker, man. I've been worried. I was skeptical because of what I saw at Purdue. You didn't blitz very much there. You brought it tonight, man. You brought it against North Carolina State. You ramped it up tonight. The guys brought pressure. We focused in on Esteem A. Esteem a. A, Steam a couldn't do a damn thing, and that right there was the biggest key of the game. I'm trying to keep my voice down. I got my stepdaughter behind me behind me here, so if I sound like I'm not hyped, no, that's why. I am very hyped. Welcome, everybody. We're already getting a full full group of people in here. Captain Hampton, Jason, Uncle Larry, good to see you, Slava. Man, I know you, get, Trent, you're in here. I'm going to pass it off to you guys, man. Oh, my gosh.
0: I am so jealous of all you guys in the chat talking about the experience because I have been there for a lot of big games, but you know, living down here in Texas now, it's been harder to get back to go to a game. And that crowd on TV tonight came across as – it just made me feel like that must have been the loudest uh, the uh, of L crowd has ever been because that crowd on TV was coming through just so intimidating and so loud. I just I would give anything to go back in time and find a way to get there because I am just so jealous of you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, shout out to the crowd for all of you that went. You all you you held up your end of the bargain, man. You all were awesome all night. We heard you on the TV. Um, what a win, guys! I, you know, the, we've talked about it before. We talked about it in the off season. This is why we brought Jeff Brom here. That's why we brought him home to be in big games like this and to win. Um, I was, you guys know from in the discord and talking to me over the last few years, like I, I was number one on the Jeff Brom train. I wanted him back in, what was that? 2017. It didn't happen, but, um, I wanted to, as soon as I knew that, uh, Cincinnati was doing what they were going to do. I, Thank I wanted you, Bearcats. Jeff back um i wanted jeff back and thank you cincinnati with with without you this would not be possible so um but anyway, so,
0: mr cunningham
2: <laughs> yes um but this is why we brought jeff back and uh, i'm just so i like i said i was all over, all over the jeff brom train but i didn't even think stuff like this was possible tonight was awesome we're all gonna remember this for years to come and uh what a win what a win Neil
1: said that game will create lifelong cards fans. He's right. Yeah, think true. about it like that, but that's true, man. We we've needed something, we've needed something like this for both of the major sports. Obviously, we know what the other one's going through right now. But football, although it hasn't been nearly as bad, it has not been where we have seen it get to, like under Petrino and Strong early Petrino, and then of course Lamar, and it just seems like we just needed some one of these two sports to take off and there has been so much pressure on Jeff Brom not even fair but because basketball has been so bad it's like everybody was turning to football hoping mm-hmm. hoping clinging to is really is Brom really the real deal or not and here we are we are 6 and 0 boys we are 6 and 0 i think we're going to hit around 15 when the new polls come out uh, maybe a little bit higher depending on who loses up there. I don't know, but I think we're going to be around there. Seeing Katie George, Jack Harlow, and Jeff Brom at the end of the game on the field together for that interview, three Louisville legends. Surreal. I don't know if Katie George is technically from Louisville or not. She's from Kentucky. that. She yeah, she's from Louisville. She's from Louisville. Okay, so three Louisville legends. Jason Baker says Baker Mayfield is a genius. Well, it must be because you guys share the same name, but no seriously, man, <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Pat he's having, a good, he's having a good year and, and his good year continues with the little luck, man
0: <laughs> i I guys i I have to give another shout out. I know you already did, Kyle, but I have to give another shout out to the defense cause that defense was just awesome. That play by Alderman in uh, I think it was in the third quarter. It uh, was third on, quarter, a third down run when he, my just guy,
1: my play. guy, Jalen.
0: I mean, he just came through there and just stuffed the run and, in just a huge third down play. So, I mean, that's just, Ash, that may have been a play of the game to be honest, cause it was still tight at that point.
2: To piggyback off that Ash, uh, we, we have to give Ron English his flowers. Uh, you know, mm, yeah. it, I know they ended up getting that touchdown late, but he had our guys ready to go from opening kick. It, it, they were ready to go. They they knew the scouting report. You could tell that they focused on a steam A early. Um, he did not get going at any point tonight. Um no. and and his decisions and his blitzes, they they disguised them well. Sometimes they made it known they were coming and they just Notre Dame just couldn't stop it. And that was the difference on defense. You, you put pressure on Sam Hartman, and and he coughed the ball up quite a bit. And um, you just you have to tip your hat to Ron English and his defense. They were phenomenal tonight. Hats off to them. Just an awesome performance.
1: Neil with another good take saying the D-line has been MVP of the season so far. I, I can't – I mean, I, I think you're probably right. You know, you might make a case for Jawar Jordan, but – yeah, the D line. Uh, I can't really. Yeah, they have been incredible, and with the injuries we've had on the D line off and on, it's it's just incredible that we're doing as well as we have. Uh, by the way, Ben Perry coming back in the game. That was that was great to see. You know. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Everybody's scary it. moment everybody seemed to think that he tore his ACL immediately.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> in, in and the, Neil with another good in take In the, the live chat, chat way, which I, I, when I have calm.
1: to tell people to calm down, that's
2: not good. But really I was trying to convince myself. Yeah, I thought we, I thought we weren't doing the calm down. And then you're in there, everybody calm down, calm down. But no, it was, that was awesome. The I was D-bin, basically really
1: telling myself like. See
2: Ben, come back out there and make a big play. Um, it, like I said, it, Ron English. You deserve your flowers tonight, man. You, you yards, had your defense
0: ready to go. 44 yards rushing. I would not and, have predicted that before the game. I well, I mean,
1: I did predict if we were going to win, we needed to slow down their running attack, but even I said like we can't stop it all together, but you can't let them do what they've been doing. Well, apparently you can't stop it all together because they did. I mean, and and the thing is about Esteem a They 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 were hammering that dude. And that's the only way you can bring him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw Brownlee hit him a couple of times and just rocked him. Yeah. Somebody else hit him. I'm trying to think. Maybe it was Cam Kelly. And I think they both went out hurt. The Steam went out. Kelly went out because it was such a huge collision. But like, that's the only way you can stop a guy like that. It reminded me of when Baltimore finally shut down Derrick Henry that second time they met in the playoffs. Like, you have to like hammer him and hammer him and hammer him. Sometimes three dudes have to hammer him at once. And, I mean, that that somebody in my group chat, a friend of mine, was saying, well, maybe he's an IU fan. He was saying, well, maybe Notre Dame's just a little overrated. No, no, no. no. Bay is the real deal. Their offensive line is the real deal. Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. Now, I know how he's played against us twice. But, I mean, he had 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions going into this game. He was great at Wake Forest. We beat a really good team. And on offense, Jack Plummer played within himself. The receivers were the only little bit of a disappointment. They dropped a few key passes again, and that's been a recurring theme now. But the cornerbacks for Notre Dame are top notch. So for, so for Jack Plummer to be able to – for the receivers to be able to create the separation they need to get, Jack Plummer to be able to deliver the ball more often than not. Against those cornerbacks, I mean, that's a really good football team we beat tonight. Make no mistake about it. And didn't it has just nothing beat. to do with an off night or anything. We, we didn't it just
2: tonight. beat them. We dominated. We I mean, let's take, a, let's take a look at the box score a little bit. If I had told you that Louisville would not only win the rushing battle, but they would win it with 185 yards on the ground versus 44 for Notre Dame, I don't think any of you would have believed me. Mm-mm. And and that's that's the story of the game. Notre Dame – is a very physical team. They love to run. We've talked about his teammate before. You know, they run him, and it sets up Stan Hartman. They could not get anything on the ground. Notre Dame, 28 carries, 44 yards rushing with a 1.6 average. And, and our rush defense was phenomenal all night long.
1: Also, I'm going to share the link to our stream yard for anybody that wants to jump on here. You don't have to stay on here, but if you want to jump on here, provide some feedback for those of us hey, that couldn't make take. it tonight. Give your takes, man. I mean, because it's one thing to see it on TV and see how great you guys showed out, but it's a whole different ball game from your guys' point of view, being there. So, you know, you don't anybody can get on from their phone. It's not like you have to have all this equipment and stuff. It's just like calling into the radio. So, you know, you get on here for a little bit if you'd like, talk about what you experience. I can only imagine even leading up to the game, tailgating being out there like just seeing the videos like the card march oh my god like it just looked incredible we looked like a legit like one of the like a clemson type of fan base tonight.
0: it looked legit tonight i'm not gonna lie man i've been one of the more vocal people about how i I felt we didn't need the expansions but the empty seats for the murray states and the boston colleges were worth it for tonight Mm -hmm. i mean that was awesome guys i my hats off to the the people that were there. Um, and people the were in their that, seats
1: at kickoff.
0: Yeah, I mean it I was just it. unbelievable.
1: I, I I thought you could you could you could sell out every seat and have sixty five thousand fans in there, and I still thought you'd only have about forty thousand in their seats at kickoff, and everybody else just be wandering around. Not tonight. I couldn't believe no. it. As soon as as soon as the cameras turned on our game and scanned around the stadium. It was packed, man, so good job, guys. Good grief, and I don't buy that number either fifty nine thousand eighty one is what they reported, but i heard I've seen people say or i people told me that they weren't scanned in when they walked in, they just walked in, uh which is kind of odd to me, but you know. But uh, it, it, to me, it just seemed like a lot more than that. It seemed to me like we were in the 60s. But either way, you know, I don't care. I, whatever. If it was, if the reported number was accurate,
0: so be it. It was a great crowd. You guys really did a good job. Yeah, uh, I mean, man. that was unbelievable. I mean, um, the, the pressure that Rieger and Perrier put on Hartman tonight mm-hmm. was such a huge difference. I know we've talked a lot about the defense, but man, I keep keep going back to plays—the pressure that they put those guys put on him all night long were the difference in the game. Uh, It was just
2: unreal. Hurryer lived in the backfield all night long. He he was he was awesome, And, and to make it even better, Notre Dame has one of the best offensive lines in the country, and they got first round picks. They have real NFL talent on that offensive line.
1: Yeah, Slava said he witnessed that there were fans who couldn't get their ticket pulled up because of the Wi-Fi, and they just let them in. So it's like, you know, they didn't; those tickets did not get scanned in. So that fifty-nine thousand eighty-two number, I mean, how many people do you think, whenever it got so crowded, the Wi-Fi quit? Where how many people do you think they let in there that they couldn't even scan? Mm-hmm. So you know, it was it, it was incredible. I kind of hate that because the record, like when you go back in the record book, like what's the most fans you've ever had? It's gonna sit. It's gonna say fifty nine thousand eighty two, which is still good, but that doesn't even tell the the real story. But where does this game rank of all time games? You know, I don't want to be a prisoner of Hard. the moment, so I'm gonna try not yeah. to be. But
2: it's top three.
0: I would say. And now you the blackout game is the biggest all games total. The blackout. Oh, yeah,
2: well, that makes a difference.
0: Yeah. World,
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say the blackout game was the biggest um, as far as Louisville home games, but this is up there. It's got to rank right on par with the 2016 Florida State, I would think.
0: For home games, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I watched that. You could
1: argue that Florida State was undefeated, but it was earlier. I mean, I mean Notre Dame was basically undefeated. They, you know, a stupid choke job away from being undefeated. So it's, I think it's on par with that. Um. You know, maybe if I revisit this in a couple of weeks, I might I might even move it up. Crowd atmosphere, it ranks right up there with the West Virginia game, in my opinion. Just I was at the West Virginia blackout game. But seeing this tonight, I think it was right up there. Um Slava says he thinks FSU was number one, but this was number two. So, you know, I think they're neck and neck. It's hard to say. Uh um, for home games,
2: or- it's definitely gotta be top three to four. Admittedly. As far as all
1: time games, you know, we had the, uh, we had the game against Florida sugar bowl. I think that was, that's got to rank way up there. Uh, the West Virginia game, the Florida state game.
0: It's, I mean, the I think it's bowl in 90. I mean, if you're putting all time, that's why I don't like putting it into all time category. Cause yeah. you start putting the importance of those bowl games and it goes pretty far down the list pretty quick, but. Well, um, for me, home games. for
1: me, a game like this because we're still undefeated and it was a top ten team, I'm going to put it above most of our bowl wins, except for maybe Florida and uh, you know the Fiesta Bowl is a little bit for my time. So Ash, I'll take
0: your word on that one. I know it was Alabama. Uh, I, mean, we but,
1: just, I mean, were they I'm really just good just, or was it just kind of like a mediocre Alabama?
0: I don't know. Well, the, really, it was more than the sign. The significance of it wasn't Alabama was not as Big as what they are now.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: they they were in kind of a downswing, but I mean it's still the Fiesta Bowl. I mean the Fiesta Bowl was always big, and Louisville football had just kind of come out of that stretch where I mean they were losing regular to like FCS opponents, like getting blown out. Yeah, I mean Louisville football in the eighties was terrible. So yeah, that's true. It was just a a big message to the rest of the country where it was going well home i was games,
1: i'm putting this top three home games you can i was at that you can rank it yeah. right behind them but you put west virginia first i think you have to it was number three and number five and it was we were a, an offsides away from a national championship game yeah. and that's without michael bush by the way who was injured at after he had like 250 yards and three touchdowns in the first half of the uk game he got hurt in the third quarter that's without him so i put that game first and then after that you know you can you can argue till until so, you're blue in the face about which one was more important 2002 fsu
2: game. game is definitely up there yeah, that's true. 2016 fsu i was at that game that that crowd was phenomenal as well and how we won in such convincing fashion that's always going to stick with me um
1: here's the thing about 2002 fsu i was at that game as well i was probably 13 14 help help tear the post down we actually stumbled into that game now we were before the season started we were predicted to be really good and we were hoping to be undefeated and i'm pretty sure we went into that game two and two i'm pretty sure or one and two i don't remember but i know we had two losses one to uk in the first game and That – while the win itself was huge, I can't put it up there with the other FSU game where we were undefeated and College Game Day was there. And I can't put it with this one where we're also undefeated because we – it was a huge game. But us winning that game, I don't even think we got ranked after that because we were like two – we went to three and two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the game itself isolated was huge. But in the grand scheme of things – I just can't rank it. When, when you're trying to keep an undefeated season alive and you got a top-10 team,
0: that's huge, man. That's huge. Well, that, you were talking about the 0-2 team, right? Right, right. Well, and that team actually would have – a lot of people may not – like yourself, Todd, may not know. And then people like more closer to our age, um, Kyle and my, myself, May not remember is that 2002 team actually had a lot of expectation going into the season. Well, that's
1: what I was saying. And then we and lost. They actually
0: games. were a That was actually a disappointing season overall. It was it went seven and six. I mean, we had people predicting that we would go to the Rose Bowl that year mm-hmm. in the in the summer. So, like, <laughs> yeah,
1: we lost our very first game. But anyway,
3: yeah.
1: um, bottom line is got to be in the top five at the worst. Mm-hmm. Top five home. Top five home games of all time. And you could argue top five games of all time. It'd be closer to five. You could argue it. Now you could argue otherwise. But I'm not, I'm not gonna pull at hairs here. All I know is like for kids. Let's say you're, let's say you're 20 years old or younger, or tw- even 25 maybe. This has got well 25. You're starting to get into Florida State 2016. But 20 years or younger, this is probably the biggest game you've watched. Yeah. Unless you you know maybe you were super young in 2016 and remember that, which is great. But a lot of people, this is their big game. And then even those super young kids now, this is the game that gets them on board. This Think is the about Mark in a
0: Discord. Yeah. We'll, see. well, and then Neil says today's win is special because it, it's a new era and how important it is for the program. This, this was needed badly. And this kind of harkens back to something that Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, and I'll kind of reiterate in a different way. And that, you know, our fan base has been beaten down so badly over the mm-hmm. last five or six years. We need it. Really, this, we man. haven't really had anything to really get excited and celebrate since Lamar. I mean, if you no. really get down and think about it, because even like some of those basketball teams, like with uh, Donovan Mitchell, they were not. You know, Donovan's been great as a pro, but like some of the teams he was on at, at U were frustrated. They were just
1: okay. Yeah, they weren't yeah. super great. Um
0: so like and then with all the negativity that surrounded our programs in that time since Lamar and whether it be basketball or football, I mean it's like we've had a lot of pent up frustration as a fan base. So uh, this was definitely something that it was like tonight, everybody just let loose all mm-hmm. that frustration and it was just it was so needed.
2: It was a definite morale boost for a fan yeah. base that really needed it. Mark's big this is the top
1: yeah. moment in his life. You remember hey, that's the one Mark's the one, Ash. He says this is a top moment in his life. He's dead ass serious. Oh, is that Mark I get right it there? I didn't that know. Is, it was, yeah. and it was Ash smart. Mark's the one that told you Mark, come never, on,
0: use that link. Talk Ash, about it. Ash, you
1: remember Mark was the one in Discord that said he'd never seen yeah. us uh what was it he said? I don't remember he said he had
0: never seen us win an NCAA tournament basketball game yeah Mm -hmm. and we were like
1: what and mark's in his 20s he's he's young but he's in his 20s so it's like there's a lot of people like that and it's like you know they're looking for a reason to like be like my god like i mean for me it was the 2002 florida state it was the west virginia game and and football and basketball because we had the epic west virginia game then and then of course you know you have the championship game and basketball which that's why we're the third banner because we still have that bitch in our hearts, but uh, the real third banner, uh, and so we had those memories. But this, for a lot of people, this is going to be the first cornerstone blueprint imprinted in their mind of, of what yeah. it means to be a Louisville fan. And when they, when they, you know, 20 30 years from now, they'll be like, they'll, they'll talk about this game, they will. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm and rooting Mack for Notre Dame was, to go undefeated now. I hope they beat USC am next
0: too. week. I That'd make us look real good. Yeah. I'm rooting for them to go undefeated, man. And I know this might seem like hyperbole what Macro put in a chat here about Ron English uh, might F around and be D- defensive coordinator of the year. He might be. But, like, our defense has been stout. Look at, like, the, look at the scores. <laughs> if we end like, up making a run to the ACC title game, I mean he's gonna be in that conversation. So just think our worst
1: our worst defense was against Georgia Tech in the first half. It's our worst defense we've had.
2: <laughs> like and, and like I said, I hate I really hate to keep it's Harping on it, but then. it it's time to give him his flowers. He had a game plan tonight. His defense was ready to go from the opening kickoff. They knew their assignments. And it was a, an incredible performance. So, hats off to you, Ron, and your defense. You all are phenomenal all night long.
1: Just goes to show you how bad Cragthorpe was. You had Ron English; <laughs> couldn't
2: <laughs> do anything with
1: him. But he anyway, was looking across at the that other. That aside,
0: of the field, looking at her offense going. Like, what is that? Oh
1: man, I tell you, yeah, Trent yeah, a little, a a little too game. much there. Trent, <laughs> Trent says, uh, "Easily you know, he the he best Louisville that. game he's ever attended." Yeah, ah man, Uh, pull up those tweets, Ty. I saw you said yes. Let's say, are are we ready for
4: some post game tweets here? Let's
1: see the post game tweets, man. We We got a
4: few.
2: Louisville football coming in clutch with the uh, the pictures here in the locker room.
1: You you might have to zoom that in. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. Oh man. That looks all Oh, wait having... a minute.
0: Let's back out of this. We got somebody joining us. We gotta take this immediately.
2: All right. We'll 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 revisit. We'll, we'll put
0: that on pause.
2: Uh Ross
1: is joining
0: us. All right. Oh,
1: oh, Ross. Going.
3: Ross. <laughs> what
0: up? What's going on, Ross? What's
3: going on, guys?
0: <laughs> <sighs> Buddy. How about that game?
3: Well, didn't get to see much of it. Not gonna lie but I, I, I was hope you getting updates. I was getting, I was getting updates. I know that it was like seven, seven or 10, seven Notre Dame at halftime. And then next thing I knew it was like 30, 13 U of L with seven minutes to go. So it just sounds like we took over that shit. Like we were on it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you want I'm a, I'm gonna bring Captain Hampton on. He's in the he's in there in a second but yeah, we got but,
0: a caller um, in here so. We got
1: a caller in here but before that real quick I'm gonna say that um I was scared when we had the ball before halftime. We miss a field goal. We get the and I'm like, "Well, at least we get the ball back in the second half, right?" Very first offensive play, Jamari Thrash fumbles the ball. I'm like, "Okay, yeah. you're at home." You're down to Notre Dame. You, now you've lost the lead. And you just lost – you bookended the half with the ball and you did nothing with it except turn it over. And right. I thought right then, I thought, boys, we are in some, we're in some deep shit. And that's when the defense just stepped up and they kept stopping the eh right in his tracks, man. It's like the guy couldn't do anything, like
3: – let me I think he might ask, be the
1: best running back in the country. We held him the forty-four yards. The whole team, the forty-four yeah, yards let, rushing, Ross.
3: Hey, let let me ask you something. So, you know, when we did the when we did the pod Wednesday, I said the best way to stop a, a running back like that is to not let him get his down like don't let him get his momentum. Like, were we were we getting uh, pressure and getting in the backfield to where? Yeah,
1: but see, what's easier said than done with that, Ross, is that with a guy like him, you need to get two or three guys hitting him and stopping like because one guy can't do it. But we did almost every time. Like, yeah. you'd have a defensive tackle that would hit him, and then all of a sudden Jarvis Brownlee would come in there like a freaking missile just smack right into him. Cam Kelly laid out, and they both ended up hurt. It was like a wrestling match where the two guys go through the t- the uh, table. That's what that play looked like. I mean, they were some headhunters. They were like, if somebody's going to beat us, it's not going to be a teammate tonight. Yeah.
3: yeah. Y'all
1: want to go ahead and bring on uh, Captain Hampton? Bring him on. Hey,
3: bring, bring him on. What's
1: going on, man?
3: Hey, what's Welcome. up, guys? What's were you up, at man? the game tonight? No,
4: I wasn't, unfortunately, but... What did you, you think though? Oh, incredible! Um, I don't know if you guys. I called my shot er- earlier You look like you're at today. a rave, man. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, stream uh, on Twitch a little bit, but okay, this is my uh, uh, my setup here. But I might as well be at a rave, right? Um,
1: is it Captain yeah. Hampton on Twitch?
4: Um, yep, yeah, Captain Hampton on Twitch. I stream right. uh, retro bowl. I'm in a college league as, of course, okay. Louisville Cardinals. I've uh, won two national championships. But anyway, I called my shot today. I said we were going to win big. Um, You know, it's been a while to to leave. And I said, you know, Jeff Jeff Brahms here. He's going to show us uh, uh, why we brought him here. And uh, I think he's going to fulfill uh, Schnellenberger's prophecy. I think he is uh, the only variable is time. And I think. That's what we got with uh, Jeff Brom. He's a winner. He's a winner. Couldn't I would be happier to Jeff have Brom's him. Jeff Brom's
1: playing a top ten team. I mean, my goodness, the the ability to get these guys amped up for the, it's incredible, man.
3: Hey, really. Yeah, I I can I mean, honestly. I'm gonna tell you right now, like, you know, I was I was busy this evening, but I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the replay, like. I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it so much like I mean I there was part of me I was like this is the type that like this is the reason we brought Brom here absolutely like, like this is these are the games that Brom gets up for this is the game that Brom gets his dudes ready to play you you might be the underdog right but he he his guys don't believe that they don't think that they're the underdog. Like he is a great motivator and that is something that he has gotten from Howard. That was something that Howard was very, very good about doing like Howard could get guys ready and make them believe like you, you belong out there. Like you're better. You're just as good as they are. So man, I I mean, I can't imagine, I literally can't imagine what it was like in that stadium tonight. Like, I bet it was just absolutely electric.
1: It was wild just from sitting at home. Like, when I got back to the wedding, my wedding did end up running over, so I feel less like I could have just, like, cut, hauled ass there. I don't think I could have. But when I got – I was watching on my phone as much as I could without being – I don't know, It's really hard because you don't want to be like – not present but at the same time like i don't want to miss everything either so it's like kind of hard so as soon as i got the opportunity to head down the road to my house (laughs) i cut the hell out of there i mean i kind of got irritated because my wife's like all right take take me home on the four-wheeler with you okay she's like i'm ready to go and then she starts chitter chatting for about 10 minutes I'm like,
3: you're like, I got to go go
1: now. You don't understand. Like she doesn't watch sport. I'm like, you just don't get it, man. I need to get home now. You want to be able, if you can't be at the game, which is already frustrating enough, you at least want to be sitting in your house where you can jump up and down and yell. You don't want to be around a bunch of people who probably don't care because I live up in central Indiana. They don't even know about the game unless they're rooting for Notre Dame. So it's like, I don't even want to be there. Like, so you know you get home and and just sitting at home you could see how electrifying it was. It wasn't. It was just incredible, man. Big Cardinal fan says he thinks we'll be ranked around twenty. Or he's he's asking if you think we'll be if we're ranked at number twenty. I will be disappointed. I think we need to be
0: around I need fifteen. To be I think now, we I do need think to be the haters of, will come out and be like, oh, Notre Dame was just overrated and try to detract from our. There's wind. no way, man. But I do think
1: that
3: we'll be in that top fifteen.
1: We need Notre Dame to turn around and beat USC because that would shut that think, up within a week. I
3: think we'll be I think it would be just outside. I think we'll be sixteen or seventeen. That's where I think.
1: Yeah, and that's fine. I say fifteen. That's like where I'm basing that. Maybe we get some good losses out of the people in front of us that where we can move up. But just somewhere around there. Twenty would be a disappointment.
3: Yeah, no i think i think 20 too low plus you look at like who lost in front of us like we're moving okay yeah like ca- ca- <laughs> darn caffins, hey caffins caffins didn't really like come to fruition today did it <laughs> captain got...
1: hampton we're gonna pull up some tweets here in a second but yeah. did you have any more feedback yeah, i, I don't about?
4: know i don't know if i missed you guys but man how about uh plumber there he uh you know, that North Carolina State game to this game was night and day. You could, they mentioned it on uh, TV, but you can tell the coaches really worked with him and he was a real game manager this time. I jokingly said the play of the game was his um, intentional grounding that, you know, mm-hmm. he he learned to throw the ball away this time. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's no fun to, you know, learn from losing, but that that North Carolina State, we learned from winning. So, but yeah, thanks for having me on.
1: Hey, thanks man. We appreciate. Thanks for coming on, Cap. Dave, we appreciate it. Yeah. All right. McKay. We'll see you, man. All right. Um. So the thing about Jack Plunk—he's only got one more thing to prove to me, and that's that he can do this on the road. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. he has struggled on the road. Uh, but hey, he his his worst two games last year and the season before at two different schools were when he went to South Bend and played Notre Dame. So he did get him at home. But he he redeemed himself tonight. And you know, Jack Plummer's stats don't look as great as they could have because once again the receivers dropped some key passes. And that's the one thing I want to see change. Yeah. From from them, man. They gotta start, which in the second half, in the second half, I didn't see other than the Jamari Thrash first play where he fumbled it. I I didn't see a lot of that. So Well, we just got to put together there, but hey, you know, that's fine. We, we, you know, our defense had her back and and then our offense got it rolling. And that's the thing. When you can, that's the thing. When you, when you don't feel like you have to score on every single possession, and I'm starting to feel that way finally. Yeah. For a long time, I just had this paranoia from watching them at Purdue and English at Purdue, and they didn't rush to, you know, they didn't, they didn't bring a lot of pressure. And in the first few games for us, they didn't bring a lot of pressure. I just always felt like, like, you know, if we don't score, there's a chance we're going to give up a huge defensive play. But now I'm starting to think like, okay, we didn't score. We'll be fine. Defense yeah. has our back. Like I'm, I've am i gained that confidence in Ron English and his defense. And I mean, after tonight, how could you not? How could you not?
2: And going well, I mean, back to Jack, sorry, Ash, but going no, back to good. Jack, um, you know, the stats don't look all that crazy, but that's also in part because the running game was so effective and you never, we never really put Jack in a position tonight where he had to, um, throw a lot, make, make any huge plays in the passing game. He, Jack was solid. He was solid. He didn't do anything to lose the game. Um, and that's all we needed because the run game was dominant all night long. We averaged four and a half yards of carry. Um, jaws was getting going and, um, we've talked, Obviously, ad nauseum about the defense and how great they were, but another unit that needs a real shout-out was the offensive line. They were phenomenal all yes, night long. good point. Um, really physical at the point of the attack. They got a lot of pushback on that Notre Dame defensive line, which is very strong. Um, that
1: defensive tackle that was a player, defensive player of the week, who had 19 tackles in the last two games as a defensive tackle, and he had all yep. those quarterback pressures, forced fumbles. He didn't do anything tonight. You know? yep. I don't know hey. who I don't I don't know who lined up across from him because I really didn't. That's the thing. He was so quiet I didn't even think to look for him. He was not do anything. So whoever it was that was lined up across from him, I'm sure Trent knows if he's still sitting in there. Um, he killed it tonight. He absolutely killed it tonight.
2: The offensive line was phenomenal tonight, and, and hats off to them. They got the run game going early and often, and. I think it really helped Jack where he didn't – like I said, he wasn't ever put in a position where he had to make something happen. Um, just always – we we typically, for the most part, all night, played in really manageable down distance. Um, it, it took a while for it to get going in the second half, but once it did, it it, it was over.
0: Um, yeah, and then uh, one of the cool wrinkles, because you guys talked about the offensive line and we talked a little bit about Plummer. Um, one of the cool wrinkles that we saw tonight that I don't remember seeing in some of the previous games uh, was that option play that we optioned. We, yes. we actually ran it several times,
2: and it was effective. Uh, pretty much, and every it was. Time.
0: We gained yards on that every time. Um, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I, I hats off to Jeff Brom for pulling that out because that was something that I didn't know to expect. So. And Plummer ran that really well. Somebody went out on us.
2: No, nah, we uh, we had oh. another guest visitor, Ross's uh, yeah, Ross's dog moose, moose dog back over here. That thing is huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, yeah. so I did
1: want to say we had a Rivals 2020, right? Rivals 100 2024 commit. Bronte Johnson was con- he suddenly decided to visit Louisville unless he backed out the last second. But as of yesterday, the talk was. Notre Dame was caught off guard. He was coming here to visit from our side to watch this game. Now, if he made this visit, he's committed to Notre Dame. He's a top 100 guy. I don't know what position he played. I was trying to figure it out on there. It doesn't say. But he's a top 100 recruit. You got to think he liked what he saw, right? Mm-hmm. From the crowd, from the – What could you just like? What in the world – I mean, from, a, from the playing on the field. Obviously, our guys play – they believe in the staff. There's, I mean, you know, everybody says they believe in the staff. We've had players on this pod talk about how much they believe in the staff. And while I truly believed them, you know, you can tell once they get on the field if they truly do or not. And they do. They absolutely believe in the staff. The first time it was evident was when we came all the way back and beat Georgia Tech when we could have just been dead in the water right then. Yeah. And, I mean, you see it. You just see it. Like, they truly believe – and they just soak it all in. And, and, I mean, they'll go to war for this staff. And that you got to love it, man. And so a recruit coming in to watch, who's committed to Notre Dame, caught them off guard coming to our side to watch this game. I don't know if it'll come to fruition or not as far as a commitment or a flip, but, you know, it, it can't hurt. <laughs> i tell you that. So, Ty, you want to go back to those uh, tweets we were going to pull up?
2: Yeah, let's go back to them. Let me pull this back up. Thanks for joining us,
4: Chris.
2: (sighs) Yeah,
1: it looks like they're having a great time, man. How about this one? Oh, man.
2: What a picture.
1: Jack Harlow. He was all over the I feel like there was yeah, ten, he was having a ball. I feel like there was ten Jack Harlows tonight. They showed him in the seat. They showed him on the field. They showed him in the locker room. They showed him at the card march. It's like this guy was everywhere, man.
2: This picture's awesome. And <laughs> you see Jeff's family back here in the background. This was that's awesome. You love to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um do they have any they videos? A, they oh. do actually. Uh oh, that's what we want. And we got we won, eight, right. Eight, nine, nine, All right, hold on. Let me get this dialed in. Turn this down just a little bit here. Does this I look good?
3: Fr- I heard Frierson had good. a good game.
2: He did. Frierson a had a big sack, I believe. Um, he did. It was a really big sack. He filled in for Ben Perry's time. 10, 11,
3: 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22.
2: The scene from that locker room tonight is uh, pretty special, man.
1: And how about Frierson? He's a guy who couldn't that? find his way at Miami, and he's really starting to fit in with us. I mean, that's that's good too. Transfer portal recruiting—you got to see guys like this. And a guy like Frierson, if he continues to do what he's doing, and he go into the next portal offseason, you're like, well, look what I did with this guy. Miami couldn't even get him on the field; like they couldn't find. A, he was a tweener, is what they always said. They just didn't know what they were doing. You might have the same problem. Why don't you come to Louisville? We'll take care of you. I mean, it's pretty good pitch when the when the transfer portal guys are dominating on the field like that, especially when they couldn't do it,
2: they couldn't even get on the field. So here's the real question here. I just and I just saw this on Louisville's Twitter. Uh, They have the post game presser now. Do we do we want to play that? Because I really want to hear it, but I also don't want the feds to be uh, to be.
1: Is it on on Twitter? Is it's on on
2: Twitter and it's from Louisville's official Twitter. So. I don't, I don't I mean, know how that'll work.
1: Yeah, Brent, put it on. I've seen other, I've seen other channels do it that way.
2: And if you all, if you, if you're down, I'm down. So let me get this queued up again. I mean, you can try
1: to cut us off on a after beating Notre Dame, top ten team, going six and zero. We'll find a way around it. <laughs>
5: you know, a great day to be a Cardinal. So uh, I'm definitely going to smile right now. Um, huge victory for our team a huge victory for this fan base, a huge left. university and all the leadership. Hey, we're and, all uh, cut up. Does a, does a job yeah, I got uh, directing us in the right direction. So I just think uh, oh, man. You know, our fans uh, were the 12th man. Uh, we felt them really felt them all week. You know, I read Twitter a little bit. They were ready to go. They expected to win. They wanted to win and they came ready to win. So we, we, I knew we better give them a win, uh, but uh, <laughs> they were fired up all week, uh, fired up today. They were into the game. Um, You know, we played hard uh, for 60 minutes. The game was close, so for a while we kind of hung in there and just kind of fed off of our fans. I just think our players came out in the second half. They understood what it meant to not only us, but to the entire town and city and university to win, and, uh, you know, they grounded it out. And uh, we did some great things on defense, getting after the quarterback, making him feel uncomfortable, guarding receivers. We executed better in the second half, had some big plays in the running game, uh, a little more efficient in the passing game. We had the one fumble, but we overcame it. Uh, Special teams came through in the second half. So I just think it was, once again, a team effort. Um, We're happy to be where we're at because uh, it it is a big win, and uh, we want to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, that's what excites us all. So, of course, just like I told the team, you know, once you win a game like that, the bar goes from here up to here. So while we want to enjoy it and uh, relax and be around our our family and friends, uh, you know, eventually we got to get back to work and understand – People can say what they want after winning the game, but every week in college football, if you don't come ready to play, you're not going to win. So we'll have to That's get back fact. to work. Uh, that, that
2: is
4: – yep. uh, I
2: hope the players runners, understand but, that because uh, a coach can understand.
5: It was great for our team and our fans to win that game.
2: It's definitely great that he recognizes that already after after what just happened in that huge win.
4: Uh, Coach, over the years,
2: your teams have been known for, you know, the special plays, the gadget plays. When you've had big-time upsets, things of that nature, that's what you've been known for. But tonight it was different. This was just a straight-up man-for-man kind of, you know, meeting them at the line and just pretty much beating down one of the best teams in college football in the second half. What do you think this says about your team?
5: Well, it's, uh, it's a great win, and uh, – and yeah, I like big games. Our team likes big games. Jeff uh,
1: likes big games. You know, we know that. You can't
5: get up for those. Uh, you know, this maybe isn't the sport for you. But uh, you know, you got to come ready to play, and you got to do all the small things. You got to be aggressive. Yes, we didn't run as many trick plays today. I thought this team was guarding us pretty well. Um, you know, it was hard to kind of get some yards, and then we kind of just went to our best players, uh, Jawar. Uh, and Jamari and let the others feed off them. Jack was very, very efficient. Took care of the ball, threw it, threw it away when we. I like talking about
0: trick plays. Like he's the
1: thinking about process, how he wanted to run them.
5: outside, <laughs> uh, allowed our receiver a little time to get open. So I just think um, his maturity level showed up uh, and executed very well. And I got to give our offensive line credit. Uh, these guys play hard. Don't get a lot of credit, but we ran the football. Uh, against a solid defense. We found ways to get yards uh, in the passing game in the second half, and then our special teams came through.
3: And of course, you know the
5: defense was outstanding.
3: Jeff, right. how, how do you attribute uh, the defensive lines, the progression that it's made? Uh, early on, it, you guys weren't getting as many sacks, but tonight it seemed like even in your just base uh, rushing, you were able to get pressure and ended up with five sacks. Well,
5: quite honestly, uh, I attribute it to coaching. I think we've been coaching better. I think that uh, as a former player, you know what? I mean, you go out and play as hard as you can, but you have to have a great plan and a great package to to help you win. And I think every week we tweak that package to guard people tighter, uh, get our hands on people more, uh, challenge receivers and seam routes more, and allow that defense line just a little more time to get in there. And at the same time, I think the blitz package has been more aggressive. uh, And... That's you know, that That's comes from That's coaching it. and planning. So I, I give uh, Coach England, Coach and our whole defensive staff, a lot of credit. We've continued to slightly tweak things, even when things are, are working well. And, you know, the key is applying pressure to the quarterback and uh, making him feel uncomfortable and uh, not giving up easy completions uh, and making him earn it. So I just think that
2: uh, – Let's talk about it for a second. Jeff Braum is a Third Banner podcast listener. He knows. We <laughs> talked about it for weeks. That's, and that's, here's that's Jeff why they won tonight. The the our call. exact thoughts. So, we're Jeff, Rob, shout out to you, number one third banner podcast fan. you love to see it. <laughs>
5: you know, when we're able to do that, it allows our defense to, to tee off. And when we can get a lead, uh, it allows our defensive line to tee off. And I just think uh, th- those guys play hard. We played quite a few guys, uh, and they did a really good job. And, Jeff, you had, uh, you're just talking about the defense, but you know this is a team Notre Dame was averaging about 195 yards on the ground you hold them to 44 Wow. was there anything that you that you guys saw that you know you could scheme defensively to, to stop them or what what exactly led to, uh, the house. to you guys shutting them down on the on the ground well uh, i mean I, I i couldn't tell you for sure but for me yes we were, we're going to scheme them to stop the run and uh, you have to do that or they're going to run run you run you over uh, they're big up front. they got a big running back, big tight ends. And, and uh, we were aggressive uh, in our packages against their personnel looks. Uh, we were going to make them beat us throwing the football, make them throw it over our head. I think when we got the first interception, the first drive, they probably said, oh, maybe we can't throw it over their head as much. Uh, and then we applied more pressure. And I just think that, you know. That's true. At first interception. Matters, except, um, uh, to this talk point. Talk your shit, a job coaching, Talk and, your uh, shit adjusting to the team we're playing. And uh, with that team, in my opinion, you have to stop the run. You have to put a bunch of guys up there, play downhill, uh, stop the tight end, and then get pressure on a quarterback and make the the receivers in the passing game beat you. And and then, of course, if you can get a lead against a team that plays great defense and runs the football, we have the advantage. I think that's what you saw in the second half. Then we were able to kind of tee off a little bit more because we had the lead and we were forcing them to do things that they don't do as much. So to me, that's why it's always important you got to be good at the passing game and the running game because you never know when you're going to have to use both. Right.
0: Uh, Jeff, you did talk about the crowd and it being the 12th man.
2: Did you allow yourself to really pay attention? You know, you had Jack Harlow out there, Donovan Mitchell, just so many others, and just the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> Jack Harlow follow the follows Jeff from
1: around. You kind of look <laughs> he's out there he's probably behind him right, right, right now. Well,
5: uh, without question, taking the field and seeing all the, the seats uh, filled, uh, that's what college football is all about, and uh, this is uh, – a great city that wants to win championships and, 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 uh, be relevant and, and do a lot of fun things. And, uh, we want to try to provide that. And, uh, is it always going to be perfect? No, but you know, if you attack it head on and, uh, you step up to every challenge and when you have a setback or a failure, get right back up off your butt and do it again, these fans appreciate it. So I think at this point, of course, you know, we're six um, and zero, um, and we want to give them something to cheer about and, and something to want to root for. And I think, um, while we're at a good spot now of course you know it's it's a one game season it's a weekly battle we got to now do it again uh, but I know our fans uh you know love football and they love sports and they love teams that play hard and give great effort and uh, we without question we fed off the fans they were they were tremendous tonight.
1: Macro yeah, yeah, is talking about the 300-pound, 250, top 254-star <laughs> defensive lineman.
2: A weekly comment from Macro. But Macro, we, 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 we you, love you, We it's love to see night, it, nevertheless. He's right. i start with their offense right. That's off, the next
5: uh, step. We've got great leadership up front. Brian Hudson, um, for two weeks, hasn't practiced at all. He just plays in the game because he's injured. Wow. <laughs> you know what? did not miss one play. Uh, that's wow, that's tough. crazy! Uh, I mean, just toughness. So I can sit up here. And I hope he with, can get over that. Minutes about how tough he is. Uh, our other offensive linemen feed off that. You know, we have veterans from last year, and Renato Brown and Michael Gonzalez. We've added some some newcomers on the starting offensive line uh, at both tackle positions, uh, who have done a really good job. They've gelled together. We have some other backups that aren't getting in a whole lot, but they're getting in some. Uh, and they're continuing to get better, and we're going to need them at some point. So uh, those guys. We do a lot of things, offensively, uh, running the ball and throwing the ball. they got to learn a lot. they got to study. Um, but we have different things we can go to, and if they can handle it, it gives us a slight advantage. So proud of them. Of course, defensive line, you've seen them the last couple of weeks. They've been lights out. Um, they play hard. They play aggressive. We play a bunch of guys. They work hard in practice. If someone came and watched in practice, uh, Coach Hagan and, and, and his guys do a great job. They, they work extremely hard. Uh, and then, like Good. I said, I think. Good to hear, man. Being better in the coverage uh, and and making that quarterback hold a little bit longer allows them to shine even more. So um, at this point uh, through six games, they've done a really, really good job.
3: Jeff, you brought Evan Conley in for a couple plays. Just
0: curious. No. (laughs) One thing I didn't like.
5: Well, I think, uh, you (laughs) know, we want to have the ability for the quarterback to run the ball. Uh, We want to try to, you know, Jack got hit a hole up the last <laughs> game. Don't look on the right? his face. Evan's a really good athlete. <laughs> uh, if I had to take it back, you know, both calls, you know, they <laughs> – Max <laughs> and, and blitzed us, and you know, it's probably not a lot of <laughs> so we have to have some different things off of that. It's it's like,
0: like I don't think I'll do that again. So that,
5: that falls on me, but Evan's a really good athlete. Uh, really at well, least he, to, hey, he takes ownership. In multiple guys, if we yeah, have two. very,
1: very um, few complaints about Jack, tonight. Uh, that third down Evan Conley run, wasn't it, day, brother? Uh, I'm glad uh, he's
5: glad he took care of That's basically what he said. He threw it away in coach speak. He just said that. I mean, just played a fantastic game.
2: Well, and let's uh, talk coach. about that for a second, real quick. So, and I and I said during the Discord during the game, I was not a fan of that third down Conley run. Um, partly because you know when we've run that, we've only run it with Conley. So you know I'm sure defense is probably going to pick up on that when they see six come in. It's going to be a quarterback run. So, and Jeff knows that Jeff knows more about football than it, than certainly I do. So, I'm sure they'll probably go to that again. But I would like to see not in that position. Hopefully, well, I would like to see them run a a pass out of that package. Like, yeah. surely there's at least a pass or two out of that package with Evan because you if you're going to run that, you got to at least keep them honest. Because at this point, every time everyone sees Evan Conley come to the game, they know a, a, a quarterback run's coming. So. Go
1: cards, thanks for joining us. He said we need to play Mason Rager when the when he's been he's been such a good player when he gets opportunities. The problem is he's been hurt. I don't think it's a I don't think it's that we're just not playing him. He's he's been dealing with a nagging injury on and he's in and out. He's on and off. Sometimes he plays. Sometimes he's injured the whole game. So I'm just hoping he's over it now. Because last time I thought he was over it, it reaggravated itself. The injury. Um him per year, I mean those two in particular when Dawson's healthy, which he didn't get to play tonight. He's another one that's in there making big plays. Of course, we know about Ashton. Uh S- Steven Heron's really good in the run game. I didn't hear his name called too much tonight, unless I missed it. But uh was he out there tonight?
2: He was out there.
1: Okay. But I mean, you can't really say any of them played bad tonight, obviously. He probably mm-hmm. made some plays. I just didn't hear his name. Uh Perry went back in. That was great. Everybody thought he, he, uh, everybody thought his kneecap fell out and rolled onto the field in our live chat. They thought that this, you know, they thought he had a complete patella tendon just sitting out there, uh, rolling around on the field. So it's good to know that it wasn't as bad as some people thought.
3: <laughs>
2: and obviously, we don't have the full extent you know or or what happened to ben perry but like we said he did go back out there he made the pbu on the game ceiling interception so definitely great that he got back out there and and hopefully we'll kind of get an update in the next week or two about what happened if he'll be okay going forward
1: go car said we did it great on the run but we still need to hit the hard interior d line next year because we are small Go cards. I want to introduce you to a guy in our chat right now named Macro. You two are going to hit it <laughs> off. Yeah, Macro doesn't go a single third banner pod episode without mentioning that we need some four star top two hundred fifty defensive tackles and transfers. So, uh, but we get we we joke with Macro, but he's right. It is the next step. It's the next step in this program. But I mean tonight and this so far this season, the defensive line has arguably been the biggest. Uh, strength of our entire team. I mean, and it's crazy because I wouldn't have guessed that before the season. You know, I mean, I thought they had potential to be decent. I wouldn't have guessed they'd be as good as they were. We all knew Ashton Gelati's a beast, but, I mean, I didn't know these guys were going to be as good as they were in the interior in particular.
4: Jahar Jordan had a tough week last week versus NC State. They did a lot of run blitzes and things to make it difficult on him. Uh, today it
2: seemed like, I don't know if Notre Dame wasn't ready for his speed, but just talk about how much better your offense is when he's out there making those type of runs.
5: Well, last week was on me. Uh, they were able to stack the box, and, and I didn't have enough answers. So we, we definitely try to, wanted to try to you know fix that a little bit. So I thought our plan was better this week. Um, creating space for him is very important because if you can give him space, he's fast, he's elusive, he's quick. Uh, and he can go the distance. So I think, you know, we had some, a couple of runs that didn't have a whole lot of room, but he popped it in there a few times early on. He stuffed it for a little while, and then we kind of came back in the second half and hit a couple big ones on a couple different calls we hadn't, hadn't used yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's a fantastic player. Uh, once again, unselfish. We have other running backs too. He doesn't care who's in there. He just wants to win, uh, but he was fantastic today as well.
2: And there you have it. That was Chef Brom, post game presser. He's probably ready to just rack out and go to bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> after that, after that one,
1: you've earned it too, man. You've earned it. Hopefully, your wife cooks you a good breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Thing is, knowing him, he'll get right to the Pittsburgh game film and, and try to hype that up. And, you know, that's what you got to do you know you you can't give you can't give them any uh any semblance that things aren't gonna you know that we need to take our foot off the gas at all so that's something that we i'm sure he'll have them ready for for sure but um you know great job tonight fan base everybody got to attend it was incredible uh i'm like I said, I'm trying to keep my voice down a little bit, so it might sound like I'm putting you all to sleep. That is not my intention. I got my stepdaughter behind me here, probably trying to snooze. Um, And I was really loud during the game, like like all of you were, I'm sure. Uh, next step, 7-0, Slava says. Man, somebody asked, when can we start talking about college football playoffs as being a potential real possibility? Everybody's got their opinions. I think we need to get to 8-0. and o. Uh, so we need to go to Pittsburgh, win that one. Then you get Duke, I think after a bye week, if I remember right. I think we have a bye week, and then we play Duke. So if you win those two, you got four games left. Uh, Miami's going to be a tough one at Miami. you got UK at the end. They're going to be tough because they're a rival, but I feel good about that game. It ain't going to um, be tough. We got that. I mean, I feel good about it, but but I think Stoops and Brom will both have them up. Uh, Miami, obviously, they, they lost tonight. Uh, I didn't get to see it, but somebody oh, was saying they lost
2: was... on the very last play. It, it's worse than that. So, Miami yeah, – They,
0: they should have run out the clock. Miami had on. a
2: three-point lead with about 38 seconds left oh. and a third down. Georgia Tech had no timeouts. A knee – if Miami had taken a knee, it would have won the game.
1: Oh, no. They
2: ran the ball, and the running back fumbled it. Fumbled it. And Georgia oh. Tech went, and, I think it was 70 yards and 26 seconds to win on oh, the final no. play of the game.
0: Oh, no. See, it gives me flashback to you. Remember that uh, Bobby Petrino play where he all hit do was run out the clock and he threw a pass? Was it Florida State that we were playing? Yeah, it was in that Florida game? State.
1: Jawan passed through it, and I was never a fan. Ty knows this. I was never a Jawan Pass fan. I wanted him to pinch. Like, mm-hmm. No, throw no a disrespect good pass. to the guy. He just wasn't ready. He didn't throw it well and, there. And he had him throw it. But yeah, that's crazy. Miami did that. They were undefeated. They had a chance at the playoffs. And I mean, you could still technically sneak in, maybe, but now you've made it a lot harder on yourself. I don't, so, uh, that's I don't tough, know. That's tough,
2: man. I don't know what Miami fans are feeling, but Aaron, welcome to
1: welcome to the pod tonight, man. Mario Cristobal, did you get to go to the game? Uh yeah. Look, look, see, look. Go cards and macro talking about the defense.
2: <laughs> they're already they're they're already best
1: buds. guys yeah, might want to exchange contact information. Yeah. Y'all can y'all can roll out a list. Of, hey, we'll talk about it on the pod if you want to roll out a list of four star defensive tackle. Prospects that we need to be looking at.
2: (laughs) Hey, we're gonna have to go back to Louisville football on Twitter. They're just rolling out the content right now. Let me pull this back up.
0: They're a Louisville football Twitter, Louisville Twitter. Man, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna roll through the schedule here. We got Pitt, they're really good, Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, and Kentucky. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying we should win five games out of that. Hopefully. I just want to
1: see I really want to see how we play at Pitt after such a big game. Not that I think Pitt's good, but that's part of the problem almost. Of course, yeah, you know, can you get up for that game? It'll be interesting. All
0: right. Bro. Uh let's
2: see. Not working. I mean,
0: because well, if we lost to Pitt, Virginia Tech or or Virginia, I think every one of us would be upset by that. Okay, what's going on? I'm just
2: trying to find our right thing, I'm not. Yeah, I just changed it.
4: How
0: can
5: you not smile at that now? That is a great victory, all right? A great victory. You guys earned it. You worked for it, all right? You went out there and you played your tail off for 64 minutes, came out in the second half. The game was tight. Defense made all kinds of plays. Offense started to execute. Great things happened. Great things happened. I'm telling you what? How can you not smile at that now? That is a great victory, all right? A great victory. You guys uh... earned it. You worked for it. All right, you went out there and you played your tail off for 64 minutes, came out in the second half. The game was tight. Defense made all kinds of plays. Offense started to execute. Great things happened.
2: What a great theme there.
1: By the way, for those that uh, saw our episode and I clipped it on, on X and I, I put about why you should be able to storm the field, I want to revisit that now do people still feel so strongly that it's classless to storm the field i'm just curious because there was a lot of you and i know one person felt like they were called out in particular and that is the person that generated the conversation i did not call him out or anybody individually but the idea that it's classless to storm the field that we should be better than that how can you look at what happened tonight and how how it went down and say that there's no way and i guarantee you every single person that was on that field I wish I could have been there. Like I said, I had a wedding, but I, I bet every person, I bet they have no regrets. I, Aaron B. Right now, I was on the field and it was fun. I'll never, I'll never regret it. <laughs> After I said no regrets, he's literally writing it. He has no regrets about it because why would you, man? And for some people, that's their first positive, like amazing moment. You know, the Florida State game. Was seven years ago. I mean, some people argued, and they and they made they made the right point. I said we haven't won a top ten game at home in forever, and then they all corrected me and said Wake Forest last year, which is technically does that correct. count?
0: Wake Forest count. Come technically on, technically
1: correct, but yeah, yeah like mean, it doesn't feel For- the same. It's kind of like when we beat Wake Forest in the Orange Bowl. We won a BCS yeah. game, but it was Wake Forest, and I it don't doesn't hit the dis- same. I don't mean that disrespectfully Wake Forest, but I mean it's like if Louisville was first. ranked number ten. Yeah.
2: It means it disrespectfully. Screw you, Wake Forest.
1: I just mean like if Louisville was ranked number seven and Oklahoma beat us like, and they were kind like you your
0: of, you're going to offend. But well, let me, let offense. me
1: just say like, like if Louisville was ranked number seven, and Oklahoma beat us, they're not going to rush the field because it's not, we don't have that name yet. So I'm not yeah. biased. It's like but Wake Forest is in the same boat. Like, yeah, they were number 10. I'm not counting that as like a storm to field win. Uh, it's None like a
0: basketball. Way. If we were to go up there to DePaul and somehow they're in the top 15, and we right. beat them, we're, right. not go, we're not gonna go, oh, we beat a top 15 team. Like, yeah, man, it's just I'm not saying there's levels of
1: this, and some of it is the name, but Notre Dame, and, and it's a good Notre Dame team. I'm curious to see how they play USC next week. Is it possible that they just feel like they've been beat up? They've had night game after night game, prime time. It's possible they roll in there like a wounded duck and, and flounder it around and uh but it's also possible we see the Notre Dame that we think they are. I still think Notre Dame's every bit as legit as they were before this game. I don't think at all that it was that Notre Dame is overrated, as one of my buddies in a group text for another fan base said. And I was like, dude, I'm not hearing that crap. I don't know if he was trolling me or being serious, but I wasn't I wasn't hearing it, man. Uh not with their running attack, not with a veteran quarterback. A stout offensive line and defensive line and a beast of a tight end who actually played really well in the second half. Yeah, he was hurt. Despite us trying our best to stop him, and Ben Perry did an admirable job. But those guys have some players, man. We beat a good team, and it's okay to say that. It's I, don't, I just don't like when people are like, well, maybe they're – you know, it's kind of like in basketball when they chant overrated when they're at the free throw line and you beat a really good team. Like well, – Do you suck? Is that what you're saying? You know, maybe it's that you're just better than what they thought. And I think we're better than what people thought, myself included, because I waffled back and forth on this game. Some days I felt like we could beat them. Other days, like today, I just had this horrible feeling. And I thought, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. I looked on paper and I thought, this is a really good Notre Dame team. But Jeff Brom, once again, versus a top-10 team, shouldn't even doubt him at this point.
2: I um I know it's easy to say that I wasn't on the show this past week and I know it's easy to say in hindsight. Um and I didn't give any official official predictions or anything scores but I always felt like we were going to win this game. Um I just feel like with Jeff Brom here I feel like we have a chance to win every game and um I think he, he proved it tonight. You know, uh, there's been a lot of us that have not not me, but there's been a lot of little fans that have, have been, um, you know, not necessarily, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is not pessimistic or nervous, but skeptical, I guess is what I'm trying to say of, of him and his record and, and how he would, how that would translate here. And, and I was never one of those. I was always a firm believer that when Jeff got here, it might take a year or two, but I thought he would get this place rolling. And it, I honestly didn't think he, he would be doing this in year one. But going forward, I feel like we have a chance to win every game. I think we have a, a really talented team. The defense has been phenomenal. They, they've been phenomenal. The offense has its moments. The offense will click more, I think, as the season goes on. And and I think with this coaching staff, they're they're fully capable of winning any game.
1: Uh, car says, "Shout out to Quincy Riley and Jarvis Brownlee. This may be our best cornerback duo in a very long time. No disrespect to Jair, though. Yeah, Jair individually was Jair.
2: And don't don't forget Storm Duck too. Like Storm Duck is great as well. Well, I want to touch on
1: those two in particular. I don't know why, but in our Discord, at least, and I'm sure this isn't just our Discord, but it seems like Quincy Riley gets get gets a pass when when Jarvis Brownlee does not." Ever. If, if Jarvis Brownlee gets burned one time, it's, oh, my God, Jarvis Brownlee got burned again. When are they going to take Brownlee? And, and, you know, it's always him. And it's like, what are you watching? And I'm, I, I think that Florida State game last year when he had a really bad game has just, like, been imprinted into some people's minds. Jarvis Brownley's a beast. And he's not just a beast as a cornerback either. He gets after it in a run game. Like, very few cornerbacks do. He's a big, physical guy who is not afraid to lay his body out there. And sometimes I'm even afraid he's going to get injured. Like, when he hit a Steemate at night, one time he just, like, tore. He had a couple guys. A Steemate was about to run through him because he's big and powerful. And then Jarvis just runs in there like a torpedo and pelts him to death. Finally knocks him on the ground. And it's like – Jarvis is a big physical guy, and he gave up one big play today. Big whoop freaking dude. And on that play, by the way, when the people in Discord were like, "Jarvis sucks," he's getting burned again. We brought the house, and and somehow Sam Hartman still had like four seconds to throw the ball. So anytime you do that, you're you're going to have somebody break free. You're, it doesn't matter who who the cornerback is. Jarvis Brownlee is every bit. As good as as Quincy Riley and vice versa, they're both really good cornerbacks to you, to UL Cards point or to Go Cards point, excuse me. Really good cornerbacks. We're very, very lucky to have them, and I'm just thankful we've got some guys in the wings. I think that will also be very good in the future, like uh, Washington, and you got MGK Killabrew back there. I think we got some good cornerbacks in the future lined up. But I don't even want to look at them right now because these two guys in particular. And then you add in the Storm Ducks. Devin Neal had an interception tonight. He's had a really solid year. He's another transfer that you can point at from the portal. You know, he was at Baylor and he, you know, he was okay there, but nothing great. He comes here kind of like how Frierson did, and he's found a niche. He's found a place. And you got to remember, arguably, our best defensive player on the roster got hurt in in the preseason, fall camp, and he's out for the entire season. People forget that now because we're playing so well on defense. But imagine if we had him back there at the safety position. He was a game changer. Now, we all remember last year the defense did a 180, and he was a huge part of that. So props to Brownlee, props to Riley, props to the coaching staff, Storm Duck, Devin Neal course Cameron Kelly it just seems like we got a bunch of dudes and we really did knock it out of park in the transfer portal
0: yeah it's, and that's um yeah. a lot of i know we talked about the lack of trick plays tonight and in the discord throughout the game and on the show tonight. I'm glad we won without them. I'm actually kind of glad it makes our win even more satisfying because we just lined up across from them and smashed them right in the mouth. Uh, Like macro says here, you know, the Notre Dame is a physical team. The running backs and old line are legit NFL guys. We punched them in the mouth and and they didn't fight. They weren't able to fight back. I mean, we just put them down. Go Cards,
1: thinking about our live Discord, we have a Discord and people in the live chat. I mean, the live game reactions are, you know, we, we all have extreme reactions, myself included. But Jarvis, I will say, even beyond the game threads, for whatever reason, people just, I think that Florida State game from last year, they just can't get out of their head. So they continue to bring, anytime he gets burned, I think it gives them a flashback to that game. But the play got burned on, we brought the house and did not get the Sam Hartman, so... You know, I can't even really put that one on Jarvis too much. He played a great game, man. They they all did, the whole damn defense. I can't – even even like Stephen Hare not getting a tackle, but, I mean, I can't look at any guys out there. And, and, I mean, maybe they just didn't go to his side very much. I don't know because I didn't feel like I saw him whiffing out there. So, it's like we, we brought it tonight. I mean, the defense in particular. I mean, and how big was it to keep Coach Ivy, man? And, I mean, I know it's not just him. I know you got Hagen back there, obviously Ron English. But I think keeping Coach Ivy, keeping a guy who saw what bringing pressure did to last year's team and what being aggressive does, I think it had to help, man. And the players just love him to death. They believe in him. They get hyped up for him. I mean, it's huge, huge, man. And he's got those Florida connections. I mean – He's a good recruiter. He's a great – you know, the guys want to play for him. I mean, this defense right now, if you would have told me in Jeff Brom's first year our defense would be as good as it's been in the first half of the season, I would have never bought it, never believed it. No disrespect,
0: yeah. I just never seen it before now, not even at Western. Yeah, and then speaking of smashing Notre Dame back in the mouth, That play uh, where Rieger just knocked that lineman—I forget his name—rolled right over him. He just, yeah, he just pancaked that dude back on his ass and got to Hartman. I mean, it was that was a play. Uh, Speaking
2: of smashing, uh, we have Mark Ennis is having quite the night on his post game. Uh, Shout out, Mark Ennis. He's a big time listener of Third Banner Podcast. But this is one of the comments that. Happened on Mark's post-game show.
4: <laughs>
2: I can't read. I can't see it. Well, this is the comment, and then I'll go back to Mark's. Can you see it? No, I mean, I can't see it. It's too small. Oh, okay. Well, let me zoom in here.
0: I can read it. but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Mark had to say,
1: the game is over.
2: Scoring is, is not. <laughs> so shout out Mark Ennis, a big time uh supporter. Third There's going pod. to be Congratulations.
1: a month in October. There's gonna be a lot of July babies. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of July babies, <laughs> July 2024 in the Louisville metro area. Let's just say <laughs> that. It's gonna be going down. Uh, Rightfully so. There's gonna be a lot of future cards. Hopefully, uh, we got a few. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some good genes in there. Maybe get a few uh, future recruits. I'm sure uh, I can think of a certain website that probably posts a couple of articles <laughs> come toward, <laughs> come next year. For uh, they they like to post about guys that are five, six years out, seven years mm-hmm. out. So, uh, nonetheless, yeah. Uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of babies running around. Uh, a lot of newborns in July next year.
2: And future cards <laughs> fans oh man uh
1: doc welcome in man i'm I'm sure you had a blast sorry I couldn't be here with you <laughs> Couldn't meet at the statue couldn't meet at the statue among other places but or at uh the collision course but hey god man you guys i just i can't get over how awesome you guys were at that game I know just different
0: plays just keep popping up in my head like I'm like oh are talking in the
1: chat. They're talking about Chad about who between Deuce and Piers, uh, go cards, it's a great question. I'm gonna say Piers has the advantage of being in the program, and also, you know, he has the pedigree and he brings a good skill set. I'm a huge fan of Deuce, though, I am a huge fan of Deuce, and I think he's being very slept on. I think he possesses traits that I rarely see. Quarterbacks possess now does that Transfer into college that's The question does his high school Productivity does it Trans translate for I think His he's got the right mindset I think he's got the right support system Around him But you know you never know You just never know so uh, I would Say Pierce probably has A little bit of the advantage uh, Let's see Harrison Bailey's in there yeah he's in there uh, Brady Allen Starting to wonder a little bit about Brady Allen, because he has all the tools and it seems like he's kind of down on the death chart. So I don't know. There's a lot maybe, of competition. I mean maybe he puts it together though. And uh, uh if you if you had if you put a gun to my head and say you're gonna die or you have to pick quarterback next year, I'd probably say Pierce right now. But it wouldn't surprise me, and that's why I sat on there pod and caught some heat for it. But it wouldn't surprise me if Deuce at some point next year. Became a starting quarterback. And then there's always a possibility Jeff Brom hits the portal and decides he wants another experienced guy. So, you know, you, you just never know with that That's
2: part. kind of, of what I think will probably happen, but you never know.
1: Uh, Doc says don't talk to me. Yeah,
2: I, I got you,
1: man.
0: To give Notre know. Dame a little bit of props, how about the boot on that kicker? Gosh. Oh, dang. man. I'll get, do- Notre Dame, I'll get Notre
1: Dame a lot of props. I think they're a good yeah. football team.
0: That's just something that popped in my head. That that dude was could kick. I will
1: say, I bet their fans are kicking and screaming about their coach going for it at their own thirty-five yard oh, line when we had nine round, minutes yeah. left in the game. And I mean, I think they still had a legit shot to win the game. Yeah, so imagine a the touchdown going. there. That was a stupid decision. I don't know if that was arrogance or Jeff if problem. that was
2: <laughs> coaching
1: malpractice. <laughs> well, we well, and then Sorry, when we called time? the timeout because we were so caught off guard, we called timeout. I'm thinking, well, this gives him time to get the punt unit out there. Nope. I mean, I'm all for being pretty ballsy. So it's like, you know, I'd rather have a ballsy coach than one that's always conservative. But man, that, that, that just. He had
2: right. no reason to go for it there, no, though. Not right I, there. He panicked. That's what I'm saying. He I panicked. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was arrogance or just coaching malpractice. No, I think that I was think unbelievable. I think
1: he, I think he thought that their defense was cooked because they did just give up a couple of big scores, and Juward Jordan was starting to run ramshed. So I think he thought if I give them the ball back at like the thirty yard line, we're cooked, and they're going to go down there and score again. And so we have to, we have to keep our offense out there, but. My God! Instead, you gave it to us at the 35. Let us run a couple more minutes off the clock and kick field goal. It just seemed like a uh, Slava. He, uh, he did. He did smirk. Ty thinks he smirked. I think he smirked more because he was just like, "My God, another night game. What? Yeah. What can you do?" But I never took it as a slight. I didn't take it as a slight, but Ty did. And I know some other people kind of thought he was smirking, like a con- like it's not worthy of being a night
0: game. Hard to know. I guess I guess we have to kick Doc out of the Discord now because if he taught Notre Dame's kicker everything, then why is he at Notre Dame? Oh
1: yeah, no kidding. You didn't teach him how to pick the right school, Doc. True.
2: Sure.
1: You just you just set yourself up for failure on that one. No wonder you don't uh, want me to talk to cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, we scored not more on Notre Dame than Ohio State. That's the thing, man. I mean, they should have beat Ohio State. <laughs> doc backtracking. Too too late, Doc. <laughs> oh man. But uh, you know, and if you're a Notre Dame fan, maybe those face masks, you have a problem with them. But I mean they were face masks, they were. Yeah, it's rare that they call those on the uh offense, but it was the right call. Well,
0: and the one uh they should I kept have saying it was a
1: little bit of a face mask to the commentators. <laughs> the one dude was dragged yeah. all the way to the ground by his face mask. That's a little bit. I don't want to see a lot of it. You I mean, to take it, your damn helmet home with you.
2: And one of them, like I know, people, there's no such thing as makeup calls, but they missed a very clear, in my opinion, defensive PO, pi on Notre yeah, Dame. That's what
0: I was going to say. That, yeah, that, yeah, true. And, Maybe and cool, I thought though. that
2: was. I thought that was pretty blatant, and they didn't call it. And then the face mask came in like a player or two after. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't you really be too mad to, about it. And and the face mask was the right call. I'll be the first was. one to say if we got a break, we didn't get a break. I think that targeting NC State got was kind of BS. So I mean I'm not afraid to but I mean I think that as far as those face masks go, face masks is a face mask. But I can see them complaining about that. I I mean yeah. the petty ones, you know. But you know, I'll say this. Notre Dame fans kind of remind me a little bit of the Florida fans before Sugar Bowl. Talk, you know, just irrelevant. We just, you know, that we're obnoxious, just irrelevant. Who cares? But I mean, look, you have to look at what we did tonight as far as a crowd, and you have to give some props. Don't be, don't be that guy that doesn't give props. If you guys would have won the game, you would have won the game, but you didn't. And the atmosphere was electric. And be and be be proud, Notre Dame. We don't get – trust me, Lula fans are a fickle group in football games as far as attendance. It takes a lot to get a group like that together, a rowdy group. So, so you know, consider yourselves a worthy opponent of such things. You know, we don't get up like that for everybody, unfortunately. <laughs> Pause. But uh, nonetheless uh, – <laughs> uh, So don't take that as – a you know – Don't take that as us being amateur or whatever. Take it as a compliment to your program. Half the Cavs team was there. That's true. Man, the amount of people there. Like I said earlier, Katie George, Jeff Brom, and Jack Harlow all in a picture together when Katie George is interviewing Jeff Brom. Just three local legends. And I mean, my eyes were more on Katie George, but I mean, no no offense to Jeff or Jack. I like both of them, but I mean, come on now, it's Katie George. You know, I might be the other than the win, I might be the best part of the night.
2: (laughs) Um, Can we talk about Sam Hartman for a second? Sam Hartman will never have to pay for another beer the rest of his life in the city of Louisville.
1: Nick Sorrell said, "Nick Surrell said, uh, Sam Hartman's the best player to ever play at Louisville,
2: and I think, I think Mark Ennis said that we should retire Sam Hartman's jersey uh, as well. So,
1: oh, Mark Ennis is probably having himself a day. Just uh, he, he is. Mark, Mark having a day on
2: Twitter. Is. He's he's got Twitter unlocked tonight. He's he's having a night.
0: Oh my." <laughs> Well, and from what it looked like on TV, it didn't look like it was an overwhelming number of Notre Dame fans there. I mean, there were some, but, I mean, that's that's – No more than, you know, what any other prominent, you know, big historical football team would bring. Yeah, I mean, you you had to expect some Notre Dame fans to be there a lot. But,
1: I mean, my God, you couldn't have got much louder. I mean – I could tell when the Joker and the Thief came on and and, and the commentators put a spotlight on it. When the fourth quarter started, they said, This place is absolutely going bananas. That's the thing. For those of you that were at the game, from the moment bef- from the moment the pregame show started, the announcers, the play by play guy, I don't who who were the announcers tonight? I don't know. I don't Joe Tessator
2: and yeah. uh Jordan
1: Rogers. Joe Tessator and Jordan Rogers. They hyped the crowd. They hyped you guys up from the moment that they got on the air, man. They were like, this crowd is electric tonight and all night long. Honestly, Notre Dame fans are probably like – you know how as Louisville fans you get get the commentators drooling for the other team and it's really annoying. You're like, man, they're probably wearing, you know, Boston College – that's a horrible example. They're probably wearing Clemson jerseys underneath their suits. You know, we said that a lot. I feel like we were that team tonight. And I could see where Notre Dame fans would like be sick of it because they were pumping you guys up.
0: And then when the I always Joker and the, the Thief, tour. So
1: yeah, and the Joker and the Thief. I know when it came on, always comes on at the end of the third quarter before the fourth quarter. They they were, you must y'all must have just like really knocked it out of the park because they couldn't believe it. When we got when they got back on the air, they were like, This is insane. <laughs> And they were showing all of you guys like the camera was zoomed in on everybody going crazy. It was, it was awesome. It,
0: it Like the vibe bled through yeah. my TV. I was yeah. jumping with you guys. <laughs> I yelled so many times and my wife was like, kind of getting annoyed by it. I could tell cause she was, she was tired and in the bedroom and she was just like, man,
2: <laughs> I'm glad they showed uh, Jeff's, uh pre-game speech too in the locker room. That was broadcast. cool. I'm
1: glad yeah. I gave him access to that. Yeah. I'm glad I Jeff
2: I, I knew the game was over for Notre Dame as soon as they showed that speech. I knew it was over. Man,
1: I'll tell you what, just like I said, there's gonna be a lot of uh new babies next July 2024 in the Louisville metro area. There's also gonna be a lot of husbands sleeping on couches at night It's either mm-hmm. one or the other. You probably hear pissed yeah. your wife off if she's not a big sports fan or you know you're going to score on top of what Louisville scored tonight so it'll be more than 33 points by the time you go to sleep tonight for some of you <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you get that two point conversion
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're not gonna go
1: I'm not going to say that. what that entails cuz really yeah. I'm kind of rolling with it I'm i <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, so not if, anybody's right new, if anybody's new things. to the pod tonight, if anybody's joined us for the first time tonight, or if you just keep joining and you haven't subscribed, which would be a sin in and of itself on this Sunday morning, please like and subscribe to the Third Banner Pod. We just played a Catholic team and we beat the crap out of them. We've got to repent. So don't add to your sin count by not subscribing to our channel. Come on now.
0: Macro, I think we'd all be happy with that.
4: And yeah. yeah,
1: that's nerd thing. I mean, not that I care too much about what UK is doing, but they got the crap beat out of them. That just that's like that's just like a little sprinkling on the, on the you know the cake's yeah, great. The cherry red, on top. The, the yeah the cherry on top. It's like you got all the the proper ingredients, and you just put that little cherry on there. UK getting their asses kicked tonight. That's good. It's great. You 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 hate to see it, but you love to see it.
0: Oh, Uh, uh, just who you guys got tomorrow? Go cards. Oh no, (laughs) Ty's got. Who who do the Jets got? Ty. Uh,
2: we got Denver, and that's the the schedule at all. The Nathaniel Hackett game. So that'll be intriguing to watch. Uh, go cards. I see your comment about the Bengals winning. If Joe Burrow trots out there again, good luck with that. Um. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh shit i'm not making it up for the bills game i didn't realize they were playing jacksonville
2: and uh yeah they're playing in london
0: right yeah the, it's the, the, the london game's game at 8:30. so i'm not gonna make it up in
2: time i know yet. we're kind of wrapping it up here did anybody watch the toy story game no oh, no my i had my, I
1: just... my niece sent it to us all so and was like Dude, this looks like an awesome football game. Actually, it it looks really horrible because I was thinking of the matchup. It was
4: was so bad
2: bad in the beginning, and then it became kind of cool, but the Falcons just, oh, my God. Terrible. They could have picked a better matchup for that. Is Dave
1: Ragone still their OC?
2: I think so, but I think Arthur Smith calls more of the plays. Remember which,
1: when everybody thought he was going to be our next coach? That was oh, that thank, one. There's God, a lot that. Thank
2: God, than God that. that didn't happen. No disrespect to no, Dave No disrespect to, no Ragone, disrespect but, to a Louisville yeah, great. No disrespect, but uh, <laughs> thank Christ that didn't happen. There were
1: people that were adamant. They are like, Dave Ragone is going to be the guy.
2: I'm like, yeah, please. It kind of no reminded me of
1: Kenny Payne, which we're not going to go there either, so yeah. we're going to keep this football. But I do. Pepperidge Farms remembers when Dave Gone was going to be our next coach. <laughs>
0: Pepperidge, Farms, your Uh Just a
2: real quick, some ranked action still going on. USC <laughs> is number nine in the country. They are tied with Arizona with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. 28-28. Boy, so, if they
1: lose, and Notre Dame loses.
2: If they lose, Notre Dame loses. That's That'll more, be an interesting matchup next yeah, week. That's. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But also, there's more spots for us that we could possibly move up to. Oh, that's so. cool.
1: Awesome. Lawson Clips, thanks for joining us. I know, I've seen you in here for a while, commenting. Uh He said, afterwards, Notre Dame coach Freeman said, nobody has affected our quarterback like Louisville did. So that's a hell of a compliment.
0: Yeah, that is good. I mean, we
1: all saw. We know that. But it's, it's cool to see it acknowledged. Like, you know, hey, they
0: did a hell of a job, you know. Oh, Mike Price points out something that we've all not mentioned. We are bowl eligible. I thought about that earlier before we got on, but then I forgot. We're
2: thinking bigger and better things.
0: Good, sunny, good, sunny post there, Mike.
2: We're thinking 40 and 0, Mike. Mm hmm.
1: I got my t shirt ready.
2: (laughs) Got my t shirt -shirt ready. Oh,
1: hey. Just beat Pitt, even if it's by one point. Just win that game. I hope it's by a lot more than that, but I'm just saying, like, it's on the get road. out of there. On the road, it's, it's a it's hangover it's game. It's, it's a, like, game. It's it's a hangover game. You know, it could be. You know, and I mean, Jeff Brom said he's ready. He's already kind of talking to the guys about it. And, but ultimately, it's got to sink in. So, you know, I've seen coaches beat it till they're, you know, scream till they're blue in the face about it, you know, keeping locked locked in and Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So, we got to hope our guys have the right leadership. Brian Hudson, those guys, got to keep them focused. and Hopefully, we don't have any lingering injuries. You know, uh, Ben Perry went down. He ended up coming back in the game. But sometimes you see those guys come back in the game and then they're out the next game. So, I mean, we need to watch for that. I'd love to have Dawson back. Hopefully, Mason Rager can stay healthy. It seems like when he comes back in for a game, then he's out the next game. and we need and, We need um, these guys to stay healthy yep get past pit get to the bye week get to the bye week seven and0 oh.
2: stay focused as fans we're gonna have to stay focused because next week's game is going to be broadcast on the CW network so uh it's gonna <laughs> oh, be here we go it's gonna be nos uh, we're, we're gonna be in between those charmed and uh Buffy <laughs> Buffy the vampire Slayer reruns um you won't be able to catch post game on the CW because they'll be Replaying season three of Smallville. Um <laughs> Steven be... is gonna
0: come out and do the coin toss. <laughs>
2: yeah. It'll be uh Look, I can't <laughs> <laughs> the CW network, bro. Come on. I thought we were doing so good when Bolly Sports disappeared, and now <laughs> here we are.
1: Hey, isn't that how Marvel got its like uh you know? What's next? Notoriety. Comedy Central? It's like, is uh Jeff Braum going to come out there like this next new Marvel character? Right, is it going to be shirtless Jeff Brom from
2: Top oh Gun? God. Oh, uh. I just remembered the CW network next week. That's that's yeah, go cards. What the hell is CW? We don't know either. I just know they replay Smallville. I all didn't the time. know that they ever,
1: it we might as well be on a lifetime channel. Like, Does I have YouTube no idea TV what they're even doing. Have
2: this? I'm about to look right
0: now. I think we're on the Hallmark channel when we play. I think it does it Virginia because Tech. Cincinnati I th- was on the CW earlier this year and I watched it, but hey. I, I think we're on the Hallmark channel against Virginia Tech boys. Oh come on. <laughs> oh
1: god. <laughs> right, right right in between I love Lucy and Smoking <laughs> and the Bandit.
0: <laughs> Hokey high. Oh God. Oh, oh.
1: I can't breathe. <laughs>
2: Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at the CW network. What they've been playing? This is it's CW. I don't know how they're going to make progress. I,
1: C- I don't even know if I have the CW network. Oh you have,
2: if you have YouTube TV, you're in luck. Um, well, I do have YouTube TV. So
1: yeah. funny, I have it. I didn't even know I had oh. it. That's all.
0: I only knew I had it because Cincinnati was on it earlier this year, and I wanted to watch one of their games that was on there. it.
1: Is this the first football game they've ever showed? Like they're like, you know what? It is we the gotta, first season. I'm pretty sure. Get on the map, football. and we're gonna start with Louisville versus Pittsburgh. Oh, That's man. the
2: game. <laughs> I can't wait until the announcers midway. You know, we Louisville just scores and and it, it, after the, keep stay tuned to the CW network after the game for Smallville season two.
1: <laughs> yeah. At halftime, we're gonna have like a new trailer come out. Be
2: <laughs> yeah. sure to tune in at halftime. They're gonna replay that 1997 trailer for, for uh, Charmed, dude. Oh god,
1: <laughs> oh, I can't.
2: The CW network.
1: Uh, I can't, I can't do this right now. Uh, look at the commenters; they're dedicated to talking about
2: the actual game that happened tonight. We, we, we completely... <laughs> we're fa- we're so far gone from the actual game. We're, we're onto the CW network trolling.
1: Ugh. Oh man, I'm telling you, I bet. Well, Virginia imagine Tech... what we're going to be doing on Wednesday.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. oh Vir- I bet Virginia Tech fans are pumped for the Hallmark game.
2: <laughs> I just, it's just, awesome lapsing. I didn't even know CW was still a thing we didn't, we didn't either, either dude. we didn't <laughs> either until this week um yeah I don't I, I don't can't. know I don't know there's <laughs> I don't even know what you say to that like
0: <sighs> well, and uh, the, uh, when I was looking to see what channel the Cincinnati game that I wanted to watch on uh was the you the, the Yahoo app it'll say like what the TV channel is underneath the game and it just said it didn't say the CW network it just said the network and so I put on Twitter I was like what the hell is this and finally a bunch of bearcat fans replied to me saying it's a CW network <laughs> they literally just said the network
4: oh I mean, God.
0: Let me see if I can find it. I can't do this. <laughs> just, just,
4: just cut it off. Oh, <laughs> uh, do we uh, do we do commercial breaks
2: here? We might need one.
1: Oh, oh, oh my god! I don't.
0: Ugh. That geez. oh no, it didn't even say the network. It just said the. It says today at five thirty p.m. on the. <laughs> use <laughs> Oh, my oh God. God. Oh, my
2: God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what would be, what would be, what would be How is the wrong ultimate going to have a game? How is Jeff Rome going to prepare our players to play a game that he knows is on the CW <laughs> network? This might be his, his biggest coaching oh, hurdle he's had in, in is... coaching history. Like, you think beating Ohio State at Purdue was big. You think beating Notre Dame tonight. Like, he's got to go into Pittsburgh. Knowing that it's 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 going to be on the CW. I mean, he's going to have to dress as a Marvel character.
2: Do you think the I CW, think CW has uh, like a college game
1: day, like a you know, like a chick flick type thing? I don't know. they are going to have to have a skit. I don't know how he's going to do it, man. But he's got to keep think, his guys locked in.
2: Do you think the CW has like a college game day version on the CW, and they have like <laughs> Alyssa Milano as a host? <laughs>
1: Sarah, <laughs> Michelle, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Sarah Michelle Geller. is like, like a Katie George. Oh, crap. Now we're going to the sideline report with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, also known as Buffy the Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I can't even believe there's still 20 people watching us
0: right now. I don't probably I don't, all know. Unsubscribe I don't, how, I don't know how
2: anybody has followed the last 10 minutes. So this is just <laughs> it's probably derailed. the most entertaining we've ever been. This though. is totally derailed.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I shouldn't have. Or we just lost CW. one.
1: Somebody was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm
2: not watching these idiots it. laugh about the CW. My <laughs> yeah. favorite channel. Guess pick Aquaman. <laughs>
1: How are we gonna how are we gonna do this next week, dude? Oh, no, oh, <laughs> oh, oh my shit. god! You know we is. Is. We gotta clip this. It's gotta go on. <laughs> we gotta clip this. It's going on Twitter, oh. X or whatever they call themselves. It's the network. <laughs> the network. <laughs> I'm glad somebody is too. <clears throat> god, I'm pretty. Uh... I don't. Th- I think Jeb Brom's gonna have to catch up on some Pretty Little Liars episodes to uh, really get a vibe for what he's walking into.
0: Oh, like, you, know how, you know how the Cardinal Bird uh, would uh, skydive in with the ball. They're gonna have Superman flying. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Well, you know what? It's oh.
1: we're getting close to two a.m. Big win tonight. Uh, we could do this all night until we pass we really out, which I'm about we really to. Could. So, uh, guys, I appreciate y'all joining. Uh, like, and subscribe if you haven't already. And, uh, man, I I can't breathe. Earlier I could hardly talk because I was yelling so loud. Now I can't breathe because I was laughing so hard. But uh, anyway, guys, celebrate. Like I said, expect a bunch of new babies in July. And also expect a bunch of men sleeping on the couch tonight because they pissed off their wives. So until next time, thank you for joining us tonight on the Third Banner Pod. We will see you Wednesday at 9 o'clock. To talk about the pit game. <laughs> Go All cards. Right.
0: Good night, guys. Go, Go cards. cards. Go cards. Go like green. and
5: subscribe,
2: everybody.